We were just talking about Dr. Leo here and airlines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys, what's going on? This is Jeremy Vanderloop. You are here at the Cress Let's Get Coffee podcast. And uh, this is our, our friend Leo Janko. <laughs> be fun yeah um but yeah it, it'll be hard but how that relates to crimes and that's yeah bring it back bring it back bring criminology. it all back around what a fun conversation yeah. to have we that is how i look at where we in like how that influences social trends and so like when, if we talk about the housing and homelessness has been outlawed in some areas because it's just or not outlawed but um frowned upon infractions you can't mm -hmm. you can't put a tent on public land yeah um, and, but all that starts coming up because of the economic situations. Mm -hmm. And that is where we base our social structure off of. Um, and so that is where I see where crime is. Like, so how we organize society and how, I mean, how we organize the economy and how the economy uh, grows and behaves depends on the behaviors that will be forthcoming and what would probably be. So, outlawed and so it becomes social because they're just trying to survive to any means necessary yeah. a lot of times right when someone's committing a crime they're doing it initially out of survival and then they just don't know any other way and then the human nature i believe human nature sinks in that once you start getting a little bit of power absolute power corrupts absolutely mm -hmm. right and so you get these guys that then start running the streets and they're not they're they're natural entrepreneurs they have this natural bend to them and i would say show me a really really big drug dealer or someone who's running the streets and i'll show you an entrepreneur without a mentor and without a father yep and 10 times out of 10 i'll put i'll put money on him the the worst part is when people finally get the ability to gain money they also abuse it yeah um, because they realize oh i have these resources resources now I don't want anyone else to use it's them. human nature. Yeah. It's more it's more so the desire for power, right? And, and and it's a cause and effect rather than a malicious intent of like I'm intentionally choosing I don't want anybody else to use this. It's it's fear based. Well, when you get to a certain level, you realize um the social structure which is built you realize you used to operate in the social structure. When you get to a certain amount of power, you realize, "Oh, it's not the social structure I should be influencing, it should be the economic structure." Because that's what everything is based off of. But when they see that, they want to keep that. And I think there's a dance to it as well. So I, 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 money, right, I think is is a nail. It's all money is. It's a tool. It's a nail. Mm -hmm. And if you are generous, selfless, kind, phil philanthropic, right, without money, that's who you will be with money. It's a magnifying glass. If you are greedy, power-hungry, selfish, freaky, whatever you want to be without money, that's who you are going to be with money. And money simply magnifies the individual. In my belief, I think we have more of a heart issue than an economic issue because when I sit down with one of my buddies who's a billionaire and I listen to his heart, He's doing a lot of good with his money. He's 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 impacting and empowering a lot of people. Who's doing more? He's doing more social justice with his position and power than than the government could ever imagine. Because he's more efficient at it. He's more proficient at it, and he's caring. But he, that's who he was before he had money. 
he was that type of individual. And my other friends that have, you know, thousands of employees, they're amazing, but that's who they were before money. Then I, I sit with other guys that have made a boatload of money, and they're very destructive. They're very devious. They're, they're, they're all about control and power. And these, and, but that's who they were before money. Uh, I would throw one curveball. Go ahead. And that's the latest issue. I think his name's Sam Berkman. Okay, yeah. The one, he was very generous with his, when he became a billionaire, but he committed crimes and fraud in order to get it. Sure. Um, so for me, good intentions isn't always, it, it's, it's I, I do see how people behave differently outside their business. Yeah. There are very few people that I see can mesh those together. Um, but if you want to look at like politicians. Yeah. Why do they stay in office for so long? Why? Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to... Comfort? I yeah, mean, comfort. That's where they're at. Well, it's like, wouldn't you want to leave and just enjoy your life and not be a public servant? Because it takes a lot. It does. So why does Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, um, Kevin McCarthy, uh, Chuck Schumer... You want me to be honest? Why? Uh, they have, they're mis... They're, they're honestly... They're not understanding seasons. No. Right? So it, it's... There's seasons in everything. And, and my belief system says there's, 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 there's many teachers but few fathers. Right? And so, as a father of four, my goal is when I'm 20 to act like a 20 year old and to be just dreaming. And then in my 30s, I begin to act like I'm going to build a legacy, right? Mm-hmm. And then as I scale and grow, if you view it like plowing, right? And farming, for example. If I try to stay on the plow till I'm 80 years old instead of teaching the next generation and giving up the power of the plow and I begin to delegate that and that they're going to do it differently than me, I, I begin to sit – because we do have a major crisis. When you got people that are 70s, 80s, almost late 70s still in power, that is, is, is an unbalanced position of someone who's not being a father. Right, they're not thinking about the next generation. They're only trying to control what they can have, and they don't realize their mortality. And so they're trying. They're they literally are are on death's doorstep, gripping because their full identity was not found in 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 a prioritized life. Their identity was found in money, power, control, and you know that's just what you see. And so I think it's it's an unbalanced perspective of really coming back down to what I what I was originally talking about was the heart. They don't they have an identity crisis. Their identity is now found in that position. Yes. Rather than found in who God created them to be or found it in in just the seasons and where they're at. They they feel like they're going to that they no longer have value if they're not in that position. And it, it's interesting because they preach about the next generation but yet they won't step down and mentor the next generation to take over. They, it's fear. Yeah. It's fear. It's 100% fear. I mean, look at our current president right now. I'm sorry, but like even even Trump, like the fact that they're over 70 and you're going you're looking at this as as a and me as a millennial going looking at this, I'm going, you have no idea what my life is like. It's a separation. Yeah, there's there's, there's a great divide, a great chasm. Yeah. between it. And it it's it's fear. It's in a lot of times it's you know, we I, I think we're in a multi-generational run of PTSD caused by World War II and some of these other things that occurred. Um, that the men came back from the war, a bunch of this other stuff was going on, and they didn't 
want to deal with their emotions of what they had seen, some of the trauma. And so they just put their head down, just heads down and started working and building what we have now in the you know, 40, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And then the children responded through the 60s revolution, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now a lot of our leaders were part of that. And so they didn't have fathers. They didn't know how to pour into it. And so now they are literally at the helm and the reality of what they've been fighting for is not going to happen in their generation. And I don't think they've caught on to that yet. So now they're trying to force it in. And when you try to force these things in, when they take 50 to 100 years, you break things and you shatter things. Have you ever jacked up a house before? Yes. Right? How do you jack up a house? Oh, I, I thought, oh, for me, jacked up a house is a lot different. Oh, no, no. 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 Ha, have you ever, yeah, I'm talking about more from like, like, like fixing a house, leveling a house. Oh, okay. No, have I you ever was done thinking that? about, you know, when you jack up a car. I, I shouldn't say jack up a car because you can Same jack thing. up a car. But um, when you break something. Well, yeah, when you, you, yeah. you, yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. So if you jack up the house the wrong way, you will actually jack up the house. And the, oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And so oh, what you have... saying comes from? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. But what you have to do is, uh, you know, a house, a house, a thousand square foot house weighs 60 tons. Mm-hmm. Right? So 120,000 pounds. This is on average if it's traditional stick frame. Right? Because that's when you have beam and beers. Or, or beam and piers. Um, I don't know what the other one was. So what you do is you take these 20,000 20, pound bottle bottle jacks, right? And you have to distribute the weight evenly through these steel planks or, or wood. Because if you do it right on the on the beam, it'll just puncture right through it. And then you have to do ever so much finessing. What you have to do is you have to go and you have to open up every window in the house, right? It takes mm-hmm. time. It takes skill. You get really nervous because if I break this house, it's tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage because yeah. the house will collapse and, I'll, and it'll have to be torn down. And so when you get everything prepped the right way, and this is just a great analogy for how leaders have to think. They have to prep. And sometimes that preparation, you have to let the other, other generation actually do the jack, right? Yeah. And so, but you have to do, you set a bottle jack on each side of the pier. Are you like this? Is this a good, are you, are you, are you having fun? I'm slowly following. Okay, slowly following. <laughs> and so I'm trying to paint this picture. And then what you do, you have all the windows open of this house. Mm-hmm. And the, the house is sagging, right? And yeah. so you have to replace the wood, the structural beam, or just put like a shim underneath it. And this is a great analogy for what's going on in our government right now. If you go too fast with the jack, mm-hmm. right, what's going to happen is it's going to explode the, the rotten beam that's there. So you literally have to go one pump, one pump. One, and it takes a while, and if you're impatient... You try to go pop, 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 pop at the same time. The the house has to stretch, but it's not made of stretching materials. The government has to stretch. Society has to stretch. And what's going to happen if these people who are in power who are facing their mortality don't give in to the next generation? They are going to try to force very quickly the jacks up, and then you're going to create this major destruction. I, I would disagree with that. It would be, although this is off topic, um, the government was not supposed to move with society. Okay. The the way I was taught our government, it was supposed to lay a foundation of basic governance. And government that was supposed to deal with social change was supposed to be local government, yeah. not federal. Yeah, of course. And I- the problem is a lot of people, 
shift that to the federal they government. They the federal government which to do it. was not supposed to move. It was supposed to be state side. Yes. City side. It, like the government the federal government should have been stable. It did not need to be jacked up. Um, but what they did is like, no, you need to move with society, but that wasn't its purpose. But, but what I'm talking about is not like the I agree with you, the philosophy of the federal government, yeah. it's way off course. Way off course. And so what we're dealing with are people now trying to use social socialism, right? In a, to a degree on social positions. Yes. Trying which socialism try, is not about social positions. Trying trying to maintain power. And I guess what my analogy was talking about is they're about to destroy the house. They're about yes. they're they're trying to fix the house, but they haven't opened up the windows. They because the reason why you open up the windows is so when you get a level, the window can actually work. Because mm-hmm. if you leave the windows closed when you're jacking up a house, the windows will not flex, and so you will never be able to open that window again. Mm. That's why you have to go and prep. So you got to make sure because if you do it too fast, the tile on the wall is going to crack, the floor is going to crack. You'll have stress cracks, and you'll cause way more damage by going too quick or by not prepping enough. And the problem is maybe they don't even know how to do this because their dad was never present to teach them actually how to jack up a house. Yeah, right? I would agree. And so how do they teach the next generation how to? How to and, and so that's, unfortunately, there's, there's like three ways to learn, right? There's reading and studying the past. There's getting a mentor and a father figure, a parent in your life, or there's pain. And I think, unfortunately, our society is getting to the point where we just have to have a lot of pain. Yes. And then our generation now gets to pick up the slack. Yes. So... Uh, quite fun. Um, wow, we are running. We are running. This is a long podcast. It's a good one, though. It's a good one. You having fun? I, I actually do. I love, love conversations, philosophical yeah. conversations. Yeah. So, um, man, we have to we have to hit. Uh, so real quick. So 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 you're you're you are you are a very unique, dude. And I I'll, I'll, <laughs> so you this podcast is is trying to talk about the environment, but from a conserv conservationist. Perspective no, conservative. or conservative? Conservative. So you're talking about global warming and those type of things? Yes. Okay. So I try to talk about the politics around, like, that you see in the news. Um, and I try to make every episode about a topic and the politics around that topic. So, for instance, when I talk about climate change and global warming, it'll be the politics on those terms. Yeah. Saying what they actually are and how p- politicians and news are talking about it. and what's the f- But what's the actual philosophy that you should be thinking this like? And what conservatives can take away from that? Um, because I wasn't a conservative most of my life. Okay. I was very liberal. I was a quiet liberal because, I mean, I didn't really engage in politics until I was 18. But okay. for me, I was very liberal in a sense. Um, uh, I became conservative, and I believe I registered as Republican in 2018. Um, after I started learning Marxism and realizing what he was saying was right, and that I was, and I need to find a political party that would talk about the economic structure, not the social structure. Um, and I found more discussions, even though they disagree with me, in the Republican Party. So I started moving with them, and over the years, I obtained conservative values along the way. Okay. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. What a fun journey, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, I've met several several people. Um, through Cress as a community that um, have taken a similar journey. And, and for me, I always try to be, I, I love just learning and hanging out and talking to people and just, cause I, I think it's like, it's two sides of the same coin, you know, and it's all about like a perceived position. And that's what I love about the left so much is they really have a great heart. The people 
at its core, not the politicians, but the people who are left leaning socially. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like one on one. When I have conversations, there's obviously a lot of pain. Um, in a lot of it, there's there's a lot of identity and a lot of crisis in that way. But at the end of the day, there's passion. Yes. And passion socially. Um, and with that passion, if it goes unchecked, it becomes violent. Yes. Right? And you go, all right, well, guys, let's let's we have to have the dance. I want to live conservatively. I want to live as a full capitalist. In the, or I want to I want to operate as a capitalist, and but I want to live socially. I want to take care of my brother. I want to take care of humanity, you know, as an entrepreneur and as a leader. And and I think you just have a lot of people craving healthy leadership. And they know the outcome they want. But they don't know how to get there. They don't. They don't. They haven't. They don't even know how to build a critical path. Yes, they're right here, and they want to see this. And so, because their emotions are running so high, and their passion is so genuine, I think a lot of these people in power are manipulating and taking advantage of them. Obviously, yes, hands down. But yeah. they, it's obvious, but not to them, because they're speaking their language. They're speaking the social language, and and. You know, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely more of an, like an independent, I would say, on, on politics um, because I do see social and I see economic. And I go, guys, we have to get them talking. Everyone has to convert. We, we, need, to, we need to start having conversations again rather than yelling matches and spitting matches because the, the spitting and the fighting, it's not going to get us anywhere. And like you said, it's on a high level, national, federal level. Uh, we needed to come back on the local level. And start talking again. Get neighbors to talk again. Define what their commonalities are mm-hmm. rather than what their differences are. And that's honestly, from my heart, why I love Crass is because I feel like we are the platform in the brick-and-mortar space for that. That's I know that's already happening. We're already having people achieve their dreams on both sides and forming nonpartisan organizations together. As members here, I don't know. If you, did you know that that happened? No, no, no. Yeah, that's already happened. Was I'm not on the entrepreneur side of Crest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, so a cool thing to talk about. Then is uh, but um, this is, this is there were there were two people in politics that basically came together. One was on one part, and the other one one was liberal, the other was conservative, and they actually started an organization together. Oh, nice. That's nonpartisan. There are two members here. Um, so we're probably going to do a two part series on this episode, huh? What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, it's a long one. But the next, so, so kind of segueing in, uh, what, what's the name of your podcast and where can people find it? Um, so people can find it on various platforms, um, but the name is The Green Conversation. The green Is that the website, thegreenconversation.com? No, the website is leojenko.org. Leojenko.org. <laughs> I have my website. Somebody had the .com already? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. Um, but I did take that just in case. Oh, good, good. Um, no, I, I did leojenko.org because... I also have a professional life with academia. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to centralize everything with my research publications, who I am, and my podcast. Well, spell that out. So, because we're going to post this up on the video. People. And so, so my website is L E O G E N C O at uh, dot at, org. That, dot that's org. Not, it's not an email. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dot org. So L E O G E N C O dot org. Okay. Dot org. Yes. Awesome. So let's kind of segue. Why did you join Cress? Um, Honestly, yeah, Travis. Yeah. So Com- complete all, <laughs> no, all this whole conversation. Everyone's going to get so annoyed listening to these. He's always saying yes. Be is all about to be honest. So you join. I you join Crest because one of my employees because of Travis. Now, why did you join Crest for Travis? I know um, I have a feeling why. I, I felt out of obligation. Did you really? Yes. Oh man, I got to give that kid a bonus. Yeah, he twisted your arm, huh? It, he didn't oh, twist I'm my just arm. Kidding. It's, I'm kidding. 
Uh, I I really enjoyed having a friend at like to see in the morning for coffee. You you saw him when he was working for another company yes. for a coffee shop. Um, and it was when he wasn't there anymore. I'm like, I don't have like these conversations that I used to. He's so um, good with conversations. And, and I I was really looking for a friend in the city because I, I usually have friends like more outside yeah. of the city. Um, so it was nice to have someone in the city. And when Travis moved and Cress, I, I was really hesitant to join because I'm like, I, I just don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to support his um, his entrepreneurship. Um, so I joined for him. Uh, and it, so far, it's it's been good. Yeah. yeah. So you joined because you knew Travis and you just loved having conversations with him. Mm-hmm. And the dude makes a mean cup of coffee. Yeah, oh, my uh, His gosh, coffee yes. is next level. And yes. uh, we're so honored to, to be a part of his life and, and uh, support Intrepid Coffee Roasting mm-hmm. um, as, as a young startup. And uh, him, him and Ryan both have young companies, and, and that, that's an honor to support them in that as a, as a little bit more senior, senior entrepreneur, seasoned, not senior, seasoned entrepreneur. So that's why you joined Crest. That's awesome. That's how it's relationships, right, 101. Yeah. Um, what have you gotten out of Crest that you were not expecting to get out of Crest? So my initial point of Crest was to, like, since I wasn't really invested in Crest specifically, I was more with Travis. Yeah, it's okay. I, I became more critical of the environment because if you wanted to do something good, it's like, all right, since I'm not looking at this like, oh, I want to enjoy this space, um, I just use the space and just see what was not working out for me, mm-hmm. what was feeling uncomfortable, and just like, hey, th- this is what I'm experiencing. What I didn't expect was the the opportunities in the environment that was given, which made me want to stick around. Um, so I wanted to start a podcast. I, In my opinion, I would not have been able to fully in, like, launch my podcast successfully if I didn't join Cress. That's because awesome. Because of the people, the, the mindset of the other members within Cress. Okay. Um, what was the mindset you caught? I'm sorry. The, the business mindset. Okay. I'm not a business person. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I can, I'm in academia. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to run a business. Yeah. Um, so you had guys coming alongside to help you with some, hey, you should look at this. And some business guys were helping you do this new it, venture of yours. Yes. So it was more like not, they well, because I wasn't doing entrepreneurship specifically, like especially with real estate and all that, there was little I can take away. Oof. All right. Um, but what really was important was the overall advice of how to start a business, how to start a product, Mm -hmm. um, and marketing and how you should target and just being around people that want to start something. I think people don't understand that when you're trying to be in a certain stage in life, you need similar mindsets around you, or you're going to lose sight of what you really wanted to do. Though other people in this in this club doesn't necessarily have a same perspective of, I want to do a podcast business. Mm-hmm. Podcast is more of a thing that helps their business. I, it was still a mindset where I feel like I can work on something here mm-hmm. and not feel like I'm out of place in my life. Um, and that's what Crest brought to me. And that's why I, I enjoy Crest now. That's why I will... Um, show people around who are new, who are waiting on others. Like, oh, I'll just show you around while you wait. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're busy, Travis is busy, Ryan's busy. And so it's like I help out when I can. Um, and so I always give people that little spiel of it's not the 
environment that they physically build. It's the social environment that they have. It's the quality community. Within this building, mm-hmm. how they designed it. Like they, you designed it for a social co-working space, not an isolated one. Yeah, I, I ne- I've actually still never been in a co-working space. And so I... Really? Ever, no. Yeah, so I didn't set out to do a co-working space. I just... People branded that, so I'm like, cool, I guess that's what we're doing. Um, for me, I just, you know, our, our brand promises are very simple. And I say that it's on every episode now because it's that crucial. Is The purest form of this was, oh, I want to have a quality community doing exactly what you talked about. Mm-hmm. What you just said, people can join for the ancillary uses of what we're doing or for their, their different whys. But I want them to take away what you took away. That man, my life is different simply because of the proximity of relationships yes. have challenged me. And there's a quality community through those connections. I'm a better person because of these people and I can't lose them. And they don't want to lose me. Right. And so that was the that's the foundation of what we want to produce nationwide. The, and it, the, it, it's the, not the fact that like so if for people who want to join Cress, uh I will tell you, I don't work with the people in at, who are members at Cress. Um, I don't think that's what you should focus on if you want to come here for that. What I found that helped me in my business is just coming to an area where we all have a business mindset and people enjoy seeing you around. That, for me, was what convinced me to pr- keep pushing for my podcast. I mean, I was here every day every for day. like eight every hours day. working on my podcast just because I had people who were excited to see me make a business to be entrepreneur-ish. Um, so yeah, it's, and, it's an entrepreneurial hobby. Everyone yeah. should have one. And it, it was really beneficial for that, pers- like, um, for that environment. It, so you don't have to come here to expect to work with someone. It's just that, oh, I'm glad you're still working on your business, that you haven't yeah. just deviated away. Um, and so that's why, that's what people should look for at Cress, not to actually work members, but to come to an environment where people want to see you grow in your own business. Well, so we, and, we, and we've been working on crafting our brand press. It's been a while cause you were, you were obviously teaching and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and this last semester has been chaos. Oh, uh, yes it was. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. I, I, a couple of times you came in, I was like stressed. This is a hard, <laughs> hard semester. Um, but what, so our brand promises that this is a space to thrive. Mm-hmm. to connect, and to dream. Anything else is ancillary. The brick and mortar is basically a blank canvas that we've designed. However, the creative, the entrepreneur, the leader needs to use the space. It's mm-hmm. not a fit for everybody. But what you described was that position of reciprocity. I'm coming here because of the quality of the connections and the relationships. Then out of that, the natural progress, maybe I'll network Yes. And then maybe we'll co-work and collaborate and actually do business together. But even if we don't, I'm still getting that quality of community. I'm encouraged. Even if there's no synergy down here on the economic level, mm-hmm. there's serendipity here in my own personal life yes. and dream. Because people want to know like what you're doing, what business you're making. Yeah. And people are invested in your story. That's awesome. Your own narrative. So it's a, it's a part of your narrative. Mm-hmm. And that's a great response, wasn't it, Ryan? Really good response. That's one of the best ones I've heard. Um, well, no, they're off. They've all been good. They've all been good. But that was, Damn, I, just, I thought I was special. You're very special. You're very, that was the best one I've ever heard ever. I don't think there's going to be another one. Let's just stop these entirely. Let's stop these podcasts. Uh. Um, so the third one, everyone gets really squirmy because they're, they're having a good time here, but this is for me, like as, as a, as a leader 
and honestly, I want other, I want, I want all of our members who are, you know, every, every member here is a leader. They're, 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 mm-hmm. they're creative, they're entrepreneurial. I think everyone has the ability to be an entrepreneur, yep. um, through hobby. Now that doesn't mean you're going to derive your livelihood from your entrepreneurial pursuits. You need W2s, right? Or, the, or it doesn't work fully. Um, so you're a great example of you're a professor with an entrepreneurial pursuit and hobby mm-hmm. for a purpose. It's a purpose-driven entrepreneurial. For hopefully, it'll be my career. But hopefully, it'll be your career. But you are you are not the entrepreneur who's just full on yet. You're the entrepreneur who's in who who is in the academic, but your desire is to replace your W two earnings with your entrepreneurial pursuits. Yes, but it's a business with a purpose. It's purpose-driven first and foremost, and the profits are the benefits. Yes, right, and that's exactly what we're trying to continually create here. Um, and so, or not create, because you can't control it. This is what we're trying to continually foster and see what actually just happens. It's the great experiment. I have no clue what's going to come out of a day, but I just love watching it, and I love watching everyone thrive. It's just unbelievable for me to, to watch, to, to just see how you've grown, man, since, since we've met you, you know, in the friendships. And, and uh, yeah, we've had mem- we had members over at our house for Christmas Eve, right? You know, it's like yeah, I, I didn't meet people within the last year. Now they're at my house for Christmas. I got one of our members who lives in our guest house, right? And you go, I didn't know you a year ago. Like this is life. This is awesome community. And so I'm having the time of my life with this. Haven't made a dime, but I'm I'm loving this. But uh, it's uh, it's so much fun. And so with that said, I just want to get better at mm-hmm. serving our community as a leader as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, an executive, um, but also just as an organization. So what I would love is what could we do better? What are we failing at? What could we, what, what, maybe, maybe we're 50%, maybe we're zero. What could we do better? Brutal facts of producing a higher quality community and connections. What could we do better in your opinion? Have more activity of the founders. What does that mean? So one of the things that I noticed when I first started to come, there wasn't really even though people invested, there are no, there's no one here to foster um, the environment when you, Travis, Ryan, are busy or are away. Okay. It just dies. Um, and the founders who are investing in this, I understand they're very busy with their entrepreneurship, and so they come in every so often. Uh, there's one, and I can't remember his name. I love him to death. Um I recently, he recently was interviewing someone for social media. Um, he works with uh, retirement. Um, oh, David. David. Oh, I yeah. love David. Um, I love seeing him come in. But I, I really wish there was, the, I mean, eventually they can, like, wean themselves out when you do have uh, more common customers who would want to foster, greet people, and establish that. But that's one of the things is you come here and it just dies. When, when we're not, our, so so getting getting more members to be raging fans. Yes, to, to, to be more engaging okay. for the environment. Um, and then that's that's one of the hard things. Like you see it in the coffee shop area, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but it's like they disappear afterwards. Um, and so it's like wh- wh- who who keeps up that environment? Um, and so that that's. A delicate dance of the culture. Yeah. Right. Because the founders are, are the first 10 members. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe there'll be investors one day. I thought there were. Oh, I thought the founders were investors. Got no. It. No. Got it. You, you pray for me. Um, um, 
It's uh, no no one else kind of saw this. Well, I guess they did. It was just too risky for me to bring. So I'm, I'm the only guy who's actually invested in this. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm, well, you do business. I like the business plan. I, I think you can get investors. I think, I think we could. We just haven't opened it up yet. We haven't opened it up to seed capital, or I just I wanted I want to prove the concept, and then mm-hmm. as we do more. But you just hit on something. I want to kind of dive into that. How do I engage our members and replicate the culture? within our members to do that. Cause that's what that is. That, right? that so is, it's, I don't thing is, I don't like pushing things on people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even though I can give critique, um, I'm very cautious of how you should go about it because I don't like, um, my micromanaging. Yeah. Um, if the founders or other members are, they need to be outside of the club. I'm okay with that. Um, because they need us, they have families. They, they mm-hmm. that's what they need to focus on. Um, but it's how can you structure the space, whether that be hours of operation or who's here or what's going on, um, to maintain those open communication and relationships, uh, like how you do your schedule, where mm-hmm. certain days you just talk to members mm-hmm. um, and invest in people. And so trying to create that within Crez is... Is it Cres or Cress? Cress. Cress. Yeah, I always say Cres. Yes, I know it's okay. Um, I've never corrected it. And so, <laughs> it, it and it's difficult because you want organic. You want it to be organic because if mm-hmm. you if you force it, it's not going to be organic, and people are going to recognize that off the bat. That's why we're join. crawling. That's why it's yeah. take. That's why I'm actually slow to bring investors. Yes, you bring in investors, then they want speed of return, which we all do. But it, at the end of the day, it's slow and steady. Yeah. We're in the in crawl stage. In order to make a culture, it's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's painfully slow at times. Yeah. And so that, that, that's that's where I'm getting at. It's like maybe if you, I don't know if there's like a, how you're. Could we do members. like small group gatherings, masterminds, yeah. those type of things? Yeah, I love this because it's something that we were pondering even yesterday at lunch. Like, hey, how do we scale culture? Yeah, it, you know, it, it, how did Publix do it? How did Chick Fil A do it? How did these different guys do it? That mentorship that you go, went back to earlier on, yeah, um, when we were talking, it's because if you don't have someone to mentor that environment, and then have someone else take over, you, it, the culture's not going to grow. Yeah, it's not. You can't. You got to foster it because it's you know as we try to grow to 150 locations right mm-hmm. in the next 10 years, um, the rapid growth is going to happen on the on the back end of that decade. And so what I'm hoping is in the next three to five years, we can really, or the next three years, we can really yes. foster this kind of develop. And, and thank you for that input because it's something that we're constantly, or I am constantly thinking about, right? Um, and I'm, I'm having the time of my life doing this, but man, my life was a lot easier before I did this. <laughs> Social relationships you know? are hard. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's more, this is, this is a legacy play for me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Real estate has, has benefited me really well. My family's changed our life, and I'm very good at it, very creative, and do creative things that a lot of people don't know how to do, and I'm very blessed to be able to do that and just the relationships in there, and that's what made me – and this culture here at Crest is what's made me successful, and that's what inspired this. was like, you know what? There's 10 of us that are doing this mm-hmm. as friends. we got to share this with the world. And, that, and I had the crazy idea just to, hey, you know what? Here's a real estate idea. Um, but it's so, it's so much deeper than just the economics of it all. Yeah. Because if it was about the economics, this would have never existed. Well, you can also, I, I don't know how you recruit, but you can actually go out and try to recruit people who really do want that environment and will help 
with that environment. How do we do that? It's word of mouth right now. Strapped on cash, word of mouth, right? And that's the thing. Like, you need to constantly be in the back of your head who... Am I talking to someone who would enjoy this? The connectors, yeah. Yes. And, but what I'm hoping to do is like, like you're like one of our ambassador members, right? Mm-hmm. For the for the university and those type of things. And so what we're hoping to do is realizing like, hey, who catches this, right? And then as a leader going, yo, guys, I ain't the one to do all this. I've created the idea, created the facility, created the culture. Now, how do we engulf ownership of others going, hey, how do I become a raging fan because people need it. Because it's not for everybody. Like, we're trying mm-hmm. to reach a very specific group of people that are, are thinking a certain way, that the creatives, the leaders, the entrepreneurs. So, so that I, it creates I a tipping a point. a friend here. So we did a Final Fantasy event in one of the... Yeah, yeah I remember shops. that. He loved it. Yeah. The problem is he lives in, like, way down yonder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he even talked to his wife, and they said they just cannot spend the money and Until not, realizing. not have the opportunities... Um, throughout the week to come to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that saddened me, but it, it's like the people I'm finding live outside of the city, unfortunately. We, 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 our model is to fix that. I don't know if you yeah. know our model. Like no. I, I created this wagon wheel model, and I've oh. never talked about this on a podcast yet. So um, the scaling model that I want to try to do here, uh, I don't know if I should talk about this publicly until I do it. Oh, maybe not, maybe not. I don't know, maybe offline, offline. But I basically, there's there's a connection point. Um, I've learned, I learned my the, this model of scaling works. Because uh, I did it, I built my, my national career while doing it. Oh, um, and so offline, I'll tell you about. Uh, but we're gonna do that. We're gonna take. It, we're gonna take this to the people, and we're gonna have a. And I got a great. I got a roadmap on how to do it, and I'm actually working on it right now. Yeah, because in it, the next year, or two. I see so many people who are interested in Krez, but it's like because they live so far away, they can't engage. We have in a it. 15 minute window, 15 20 yeah. minute. And oh yeah, any, yeah. Anything that's more than 15 minutes. So that we're so we're we're identifying that mm-hmm. um, through daily data drops. Be like, all right, who's staying? Who's going? Who's who's our fastest to this to the close? Who's you know, and just really from the heart of like, all right, how do we? Because at the end of the day, you can't do everything all at once. So yeah. you have to have a you have to have a reality of like this is my avatar. This is my farm, right? This circle. Who falls in this circle? That's who we're going after. But then who can we get as raging fans? who will come out for one-off events, you know, 45-minute yep. drive, whatever. And then once we get enough of those, you go, bang, bang, you know. And 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 I'm a speedboat, dude. Where a lot of these other guys are they're, they're cruise ships. They're all hanging out downtown. Yep. And uh, we're just outside, of the, uh, just outside of downtown. So it's – but I, I think we have a lot to offer, and I'm very excited for the momentum for, for members like you and the encouragement, you know. It's, it's what keeps me going, to be honest with you. I honestly think the 30-somethings are going to be your best bet. Demographically, yeah, yeah, we're seeing that. Yeah, yeah, between thirty and forty-four. Yeah, the, the young people who want to start a business, who have the passion for it, and who want the connections to help them out. Yeah, um, but again, it's it's difficult to find who they are. Well, we're I'm, we're actually getting ready to, uh, and because we're going to do two episodes on this, Ryan. This is going to be a two episode podcast. <laughs> um, so which is great. Thank you. You just filled two calendar dates for us. Thank you, Leo. Yes. You're the man. Um, so what we're looking at doing, cause this is all strategy, economic strategy, entrepreneurial strategy. Um, at the end of the day, I lost my thought. Um, we are, we are looking to add value to entrepreneurs, to creatives, to leaders, and our scaling position is going like, all right, we have to take this to these other people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have the, the resources or the, or the knowledge base 
to actually start. And so in the last week, I, it's, it's dawned on me that we're going to start a entrepreneurial internship program, which Ryan technically is the guinea pig. Ryan and Travis Ooh. are. So they're, they're, they're basically like employees of Crest, but it's almost like an internship where I do like one-on-one coaching with them, teach them business planning, teach and give them some encouragement Like we talked about the entrepreneurial jitters. Right. And uh, Ryan, one day you'll be on this podcast. We've got it. We got to schedule you soon to sit here and we can talk cause you're a member of Crest as well. Um, and so, so doing that and then also um, doing like a mastermind suite mm-hmm. where like it's this, you know, 10 people that, that buy in and then it's specifically education based. Then also like kind of cutting some courses out too and carving courses to just to really try to get that cultural thing going. Because as we scale this, there's only so much of me that can go around. And so we'll have to shoot videos and courses. But the goal is not to be built on me. I'd like to just kind of disappear in the shadows. And yeah. even if no one knows who Jeremy is... When this thing keeps going, I don't, I'm not doing this for namesake or name recognition. I really do have a passion. I want people. And so I've been, I've been pondering what you just said on how to do that, but it can't be on me no, I, I no. or, or my team. It's well, got to be on the community. One of the big things, if I have to reflect on myself of why I stuck with Crest or like, what are some characteristics is, yeah, we're at a <laughs> we're, we're going to have, we're, we're have two 45 minute episodes. Um, All right, keep going. I'm very into. <laughs> Huh? Oh, it's done. Oh, really? Nice, dude. Nice. Um, so part of this is gonna have video. Part of it's not. It's yeah. okay. Subscribe if you want to see part two. <laughs> um, I'm independent. I am very independent yeah. in nature in what I do and how I do things. And so when I came to Crez, I took it on myself to learn it to to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's it is difficult to find independent people today. Mm-hmm. Um because we are taught to be dependent on others and have others help us. Um, while that's good in terms of doing business, you need to be independent in terms of your overall operations. And to find these super fans of Crest, I think you do the wide net widening. But when you find someone who's really independent and have send them through a test trial different from everyone else, because they're the ones who are probably going to, on their own, start to engage in the culture, engage in the services mm-hmm. because they're the ones who are going to explore while others, unfortunately, this is a sad reality. Others are just going to let up, wait till the follow. Yeah. 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 It's early adopters. Yeah. It's, it's connectors. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Find the early, early adopters and let them loose. Mm-hmm. So that's a great, that's some great yeah. suggestions. Yeah. You're the man, dude. That was really awesome. Well, guys, um, you're tuning into part two <laughs> of my podcast with uh, Leo Jenkin. Uh, he is awesome. He's a professor, Dr. Leo <laughs> here, huh? Jinko. Jenko. Jenkins. 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 Jinkies. Jenkins. Leo, <laughs> Leo Jenko. <laughs> Leo Jenko.org is the website. Check out his podcast. You, have you written a book yet? I have a book proposal right now. Um, I just sent it in. Uh, it's an academic book, unfortunately. So it's, writing gonna a be book, written, though. it's going to be written in a higher language of, I guess, English or Got intelligent, it. like Got it. science is its own language. Um, okay. And, but it, it will be looking at the structures of illegal hunting. Illegal hunting. Okay. So if you're into that, if you're pissed at people poaching <laughs> and you want to find out a way to speak in old ling- English, check out Leo's new book. <laughs> Coming in like 2024. <laughs> That is 
the best way to end this. This is by far one of the best podcasts we've done. If you've made it to the end, yeah, I'm so proud of you. Just give me give me an email or a call. Follow us on Instagram, and just you are the real MVP. If you made it to the end of this, um, no, that's, that, that, I think it's gonna be easy to make into this because it's gonna be 45 minutes a piece. We finally did it. We did an episode that was so good and so long. We had to cut it into two parts. And now people are li- there, there's a cliffhanger. What can we say as a cliffhanger if, if there's gonna be a part three? We don't know. Tune in for part. Three. All right. Leo, we love you, bro. Thank you. You're the man. Appreciate you coming out. You guys are awesome. See you soon. Let's get more coffee. See y'all.